Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome in to the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Eknerall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Happy Friday, Herb. Happy Friday to you, Sean. Oh, happy Friday to Sarah, our producer. Happy Friday. There you go. Happy Friday to everyone watching. we got four thumbs up because people are so generous. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button as we are on our way to 50,000. Of course, everyone recognizes that in this city as... The number of John Danks, um, 50,000 John Danks of you strong. What about Danks? What about Danks? Uh, so uh, why don't you subscribe, and we'd appreciate that. And we also got a Die Hard uh, program, too. If you want to be uh, getting extra perks, 20% off to events, joining our uh, Discord. Uh, you also get a free shirt when you sign up. Uh, head over to allchgo.com. Today, we are going to be handing out a report card for Aloy Jimenez. And then, mm-hmm. great people over at Sox Machine, Jim Margulis and Josh Nelson, uh, they continue to do their off-season project plan, and uh, they released a number that I found very intriguing, uh, a number that I've been bugging uh, Vinny to ask somebody with the White Sox, and still we have not gotten an answer, uh, the budget for the team. So uh, we got Josh and Jim's number, and I obviously think that you know those guys know what they're talking about. Uh, I think what, Jim's been covering the team for like... 15 years now at this point they are the um, longest running uh Sox podcast and they've been doing this project for a very long time so it's, it's very very entertaining i love it every year i think uh jim projected the uh the where uh, they projected the budget at 190 uh in 2022 and then it was like what 180 yeah. last year so i mean they were close enough uh both times so uh we'll get into the projected budget that i found uh surprising uh we'll, we'll talk about that and see if it's realistic for the Sox in 2024 but let's get into Aloy. Jimenez. I think I had an epiphany here, Herb. Okay. What if, again, you know, we know the White Sox. We're not, we're not the White Sox. We know more information about Aloy Jimenez than any other team. Correct. Do other teams know that he doesn't like to play DH? I don't think so. I don't think he has made it well known we know that because we've been asking for it since the beginning of him playing but I don't think a national broadcast has let this known for everybody else I'm sure general managers around the league kind of know it but uh other fan bases like us no absolutely not yeah uh, it, it hopefully or maybe we'll talk to Vinny when he returns from vacation maybe he can scrub this article from the website uh where Aloy says uh this offseason Griffal and I were talking uh, and he said I'm going to put you out there in right field give me your best I'm going to do that and I'll try to stay there because everybody knows I don't like DH I'm going to work to be an outfielder I'm really working to play the outfield and I really feel that I'm not good at it uh, I don't feel that right now it is what it is right now I feel like I can play uh that's why I worked that's why I lost some weight let's see what happens he did look skinnier yeah but the issue is and before we get into the report cards let's get into Aloy as a fielder and Aloy as a a hitter uh, career wise so we'll go to uh, Aloy the fielder first played 14 games in right field 
this year in 2023. And, you know, we saw the same things pop up, uh, hamstring tightness, leg soreness, Mm -hmm. uh, to where, you know, we stopped seeing him play that, I think around July and, uh, did not see him return, uh, to the outfield after, uh, as a outfielder, he has had 1,014 plate appearances uh, in both left and right field. And when he is an outfielder taking plate appearances, he's hit 45 doubles, two triples, 59 home runs. Uh, he has walked about or struck out uh, 24.3% of the time, walked 6% of the time, and a slash line of 292, 335, and 531. And then as a DH, that's very good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like 880 or 866 OPS. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but there's the other side of the coin. Uh, Aloy, the hitter, uh, his career hitting as a DH, uh, looking very frustrated mm-hmm. at those numbers. Um, not exactly the same sample size. No. Uh, about 300 plate appearances less. Uh, but as a DH, 750 plate appearances for Aloy, 32 doubles, no triples, 30 home runs, 21.6 strikeout rate. So that's about 3% lower. And the walk rate's up about 1.1% uh, at 7.1% from 6% uh, when he was an outfielder. But the slash line, 253, which is about 40 points lower, 310, which is about 25% lower, and 429 slugging, uh, which is, I think, nearly 100 points lower. Can you flash the the hitter, the other one again, uh, Sarah? Yeah, 531, so 100 points uh, higher. Not good. No, not good at all, and I get it. What do you do about that? He's not playing the outfield. I think sometimes you're, you're... You can fool yourself, and what you say out loud and what you manifest comes true. And I think Aloy Jimenez has psyched himself out to think that he doesn't like to designate hit, to designate be the designated hitter. And so the numbers reflect that because it's no different than him playing the field. I would think you would be fresher if you didn't actually go out in the field, and then come back in for bats. And I understand the mentality of a player that's been playing both the field and hitting his whole career, and then you tell him, hey, man, that field stuff, you're good. It's not because you're not an all right fielder, because I think Aloy can hold his own, especially in left field. But when you get hurt as many times as Aloy does, you want to stop those events from happening. And so how you do that is, is to limit the times he's exposed to actual injury risk. You're injured when you run, when you stop, when you try to go over the wall and catch a ball that is way over the fence, and when you run into another teammate. And so these things he has demonstrated throughout his career that he cannot stop from doing. And so the White Sox smartly took away that option. Now, he could point out, and he's hopefully he's look, watching today. He's like, thank you, Sean, for yeah, compilating for sure. those stats. I'm going to go to Pedro post-haste and tell him, hey, this is me when I'm out in the field, brother. This is me when I'm Why sitting in there. Hulk Hogan? Hey, brother, this is me. He's, he's a youngster. He grew up in Dominican, probably loved Hulk Hogan. Um, I did. And so he's probably like, hey, man, you got to put me in the field. And he would be warranted if he feels like that way, because I think the mind tricks you into feeling that, oh, I am not a good designated hitter. It took a long time for Frank to catch his wind. and uh, He was an actual designated hitter. Uh, Jim Tomey has pretty much been a designated hitter since mid of his Cleveland career. It takes a certain mentality, like a certain mentality for a closer to – 
have that and say, hey, I get four bets. What I do with those four bets is my actual baseball game. And in between, I got to find a routine that works for me so I can stay active and busy and not get my head into I got to be the, I'm sure a person like that, I was like, I got to be in the field. I want to be in the field. I'm better than that guy who's out in the field. And when he's looking at Gavin Cheats and Oscar Colas, like mm, I can do that in right field. I'm better than those dudes. And then he's, you know, just sitting on the bench, just taking his four bets. I'm sure that's a mental thing, but he has to either get over it because he gets hurt too much or protests very hard to the White Sox say I will not do designated hitter anymore you will put me in the field or I'm seeking a trade because these numbers he put in 2023 where he was mostly a designated hitter can't can't go because he's only 18 home runs he played the same amount of games he played as a rookie and the numbers are paling in comparison to the 31 he hit as a rookie and this year he only hit 18 home runs yeah i mean it was a different ball in 2019 so i will i will give him a little bit of leeway there but, but you're 100 right and he only i mean that was a, a 116 ops plus mm-hmm. i mean like still it wasn't even that good and it was like, above average hitter this year but as we're gonna probably discuss ground ball rate was i think Four percent higher than he's was a, the year before. What did you just say? Huh? He's a what? I think uh, we're going to discuss uh, ground ball rate. Yeah, but you said he's an above average hitter. He was an above average hitter this I year. Heard I love you so much. Not, not I, above average no. for a designated hitter, but he was. If, if OPS plus is one hundred, he was a one hundred four. He was above average. Above average, not for a left fielder and or DH. No, he was not. I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm saying no, I was, thank was, you for that clarification. Yeah, he was a, an above average hitter this past year. Uh, 105 weighted runs created plus, but again, that's that's taking in the 14 games that he played Ladies. as an outfielder. Yes. He, he, he raked as an outfielder. He sucked as a DH. And I'm saying, like, his ground ball rate went way up uh, from even last year. His uh, home runs per fly ball ratio went down where in his rookie year he was one of the top left fielders at that I think the top left fielder last year was pretty I think it was top five in the designated hitter category of home run to fly ball ratio and last year I think he was one of the worst designated hitters in that ratio I think he only hit like 33 percent of his home, uh, hits or something like that or uh, for fly balls were home runs or something lower than that I think uh, maybe 18 percent but he needs to get back to Put ball in the air, home runs. He's always kind of been a 50% ground ball rate guy. He has our right speed so we can get a couple infield hits. But for a designated hitter slash outfielder, ball in the air means you're doing things right. And that's what he needs to concentrate on. If he turns into Kyle Schwarber, I'm in. Hit 119. I don't or hit 9198. But hit 40 home runs? I'm in, brother. You're here for your bat. You're not here for your glove. And if they got to throw you in right field every once in a while so you can be appeased, fine. But not every day because you've proven that you cannot stay healthy for enough games. And 122 was your rookie year. That was the most games you've ever played in your career. Ever. Last year with 120 was your second most. That can't stand. You can't depend on a person that only plays that many games in a season ground ball rate uh as a dh career uh 50 percent as an outfielder 51.1 percent same so there you go that's a little bit more i mean no that that one percent over like it's not negligible over like how how much it is yeah no but i'm saying like especially for for him like mm -hmm. hitting the ball on the ground is just gonna a killer he's not fast because if he can't if his legs aren't good enough to play in the the field like that that one percent's 
I mean, hefty. I would. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, hey, you can you can you could disagree. I don't care. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll get into the grades now. Uh, you were kinder. I think you gave him a D for offense. I did. Here's the thing. You didn't grade his defense. He was incomplete. He really didn't play defense. Shouldn't that count, though? We'll hope the whole thing, like this offseason, we were saying this man should be a full-time DH. Yes, he should have. He cannot play the outfield because he'll get hurt. Correct. And the White Sox, White Sox fucked around, found out, and he deserves an F. He, try, he tried, if, but the White, the White Sox learned that he cannot play the field. He played 14 games, and what they learned is that he failed at it. Yes. So that's, that's, I, I think he deserves a grade. I don't think it's 120 is tough. We learned. I we know learned he's enough. not a good. I know he's not a. I, mean, I think he's a, a passable outfielder. If he played 30 games and it was a more complete grade, like he would have gotten hurt and he, we wouldn't have finished the season. Definitely. That's so he failed. I, I, if you want to give him an F, I have no qualms about it. I just put it in A, like an incomplete or not applicable, applicable, applicable because. 14 games out of 120 is way too little of a sample size to give him a grade for me. But if you want to give him an F, I'm in. Hey, I'm not going to hold you back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he would get a. I mean, even incompletes. Like, he fought to play in the outfield and he proved that he couldn't do it. But we he said- lost all this weight and he proved that he couldn't do it. He, he got enough tries. He got all the way into July and he proved that he could not do it. You failed. And even when he was out there, it wasn't like he was a gold glover. No. It wasn't like, it's not like we're losing like Luis Robert Jr. It's not like we're losing Kevin Kiermeyer out there. We're losing a guy that gave up an inside the park home run because he got trapped in a net. Like, that's some Looney Tune shit. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, I'll agree with your F. All right. But yes, I gave him a D because he still hits the ball hard. He's not as hard as he used to, but he still hits the ball hard. His weight on base has gone down from last year. I don't know what the cause of. Him being so bad last year, if he thinks he's a designated hitter, he needs to get that shit out of his mind. As we said, he's pretty much, even if he gets traded some other team, he's going to be a designated hitter. Even if he tells those people, hey, man, I hit much better when I'm in the field, they're going to say, like you said, can you play the field and stay healthy? If you could demonstrate both of those things, so be it. We'll have you out there, but you haven't demonstrated that at all in your career. But, yeah, I say a D for his hitting because he wasn't a total failure, as I said. Above average of a major league hitter, not above average as a left fielder or as a designated hitter. So that's why I gave him a D. So what? I mean, I, and, and I, I really got to take, like, you know, I, at least – you know, frustration with that because it's again, he's not playing second base. He's not a catcher. Mm-hmm. Like if his, if he was a catcher and he's hitting one Oh six. Awesome. That's a great, that's a great season for him. Yeah. Uh, you look at the eight DHs who had more than 400 plate appearances this year. Uh, league average way to runs created plus for a DH was one Oh six. But the guys that uh, actually put up numbers, Otani unfair. 173, Marcelo Zuno, 143, J.D. Martinez, 136, Jorge Soler, 121, Justin Turner, 116, Andrew McCutcheon, 112. Do you even want me to continue? Because there's only two more names. No, I'm good. And the two more more names are below average compared to the D.H. position to a major, an average major league DH, uh, and just below 100. Uh, Aloy Jimenez has a DH, 98 weighted runs created plus. Joey Manessas, 84 weighted runs created plus. Uh, 
and you look at the batted ball stuff again like he's not a killer like these other guys are uh, home run to fly ball rate he's fifth uh, Justin Turner and McCutcheon don't have the same profile as uh, Soler Ozuna Martinez and Otani does you would say Jimenez is more like the top four than the bottom two yes right um, but even then there's a certain threshold home run to fall fly ball rate for those top four Otani 32.3 percent Martinez 27.5 percent Ozuna 24.7 percent Soler 20.3 percent Jimenez isn't even over 50 Jimenez isn't even over 15 percent was that 13 14.3 yeah and um his rookie year he used to be at the 27 percent rate in that right and I don't know what happened like did the, all these injuries drain his power? Because they are some of these are low bo- lower body injuries. His barrel percentage went down five percent last year. He is a different player in twenty twenty three than the guy that ended off in twenty twenty two. We're all like, man, he's come. He finally Aloy is here, and no, that guy is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, you look at the those top four, uh, Martinez, uh, Soler, Otani, Ozuna, all over a hard hit percent, over 42%. Jimenez, last year, 37%. So he just doesn't hit the ball as hard as he needs to, especially compared to the guys that are getting 400 at-bats at the DH position. And McCutcheon and Turner can get by, uh, especially being 38 <laughs> as, like, contact guys. So, I, again, I just, I think that, if you do know enough as an organization and you know more to where maybe you can put a team in a bad situation if they trade for him thinking, hey, we can get a left fielder out of him, I would say – You our guys see our there. guys over there? What's yeah. up, Kevin? Uh, He's watching. <laughs> the store, shout out, uh, what, established in 1983. Um, yeah, if, if you are the White Sox and you have all this information and a team – thinks has any inkling that he could be a left fielder you have to make that trade Mm -hmm. because you are going to be getting more value than just a dh alloy and i honestly think that it is a mental thing and i don't i don't just i don't know if he's going to get over that because he's probably going to look in at the field every single time and just be frustrated i don't think he's ever going to be able to come to terms with it that he can't be out in the field and he's going to be more in tune with every single at bat every single pitch uh, what idle minds a devil's playground or whatever like you know i mean i just don't think sitting in the dugout is good for aloy jimenez i don't think playing in the field is good for aloy jimenez That's i awesome. don't think the white Sox should have aloy jimenez play for them I agree with that. I don't think and there's I a way. I think that he needs to find a way if he's still on the White Sox because for more than likely, he will be the designated hitter next year. I mean, putting him in right field next year will just exasperate the whole right field position that we've been trying to fix for 2017. He will not be playing right field for the majority of the time because we know he's going to get hurt so for designated hitter he has to get his mind right and say this is my job now what do I do in between bats let me go and ask Jim Tomey one of the greatest hitters as designator ever or Frank Thomas another great hitter of all time ask your coaches you could just say those two guys would you guys do in between at bats to make sure that you weren't driving yourself crazy and find some counsel because that's your future Eloy I mean I mean, this year, I just looked up the numbers. He had 18 home runs, 11 against fastballs, seven versus uh, breaking balls, and zero versus off-speed pitches, which is just fork ball splitters, change-ups, etc. Like, and very low average versus these things, too. Like, 
these are pitches that pitchers throw to him at a very low rate, but he does nothing with them. It's elevated since last year where I think he got like 10% of the time he got off-speed pitches. This year I think it was like 15% of the time because people saw that he was susceptible to getting struck out by those pitches in particular, and he wouldn't really do any damage to those pitches if he would get a hold of them. And so Aloy needs to get his mind right this offseason. I, as I said last year, would have traded him last year, and I'm still in the trade Aloy uh, camp this year. But this year, it's going to give you fewer prospects and or major league players in return than what it would have did last year. And I think Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams are just too high on the guy to see that he's got a limiting factor. And maybe his rookie year was the highest he's going to get. Because that is where it is right now. You're not getting Kelnick. That's for damn sure. Can we not get Kelnick? No. Why not? I know he played so well this year, but he did also kick a water cooler, and maybe they think he's a knucklehead to get himself injured in that way. And maybe like, I think hey, he had a really good response though. Like he had a he good did. So he, he did, but I would you're just make it. You're just hoping it's a knucklehead thing. It's I bet. Uh, well, uh, uh, what's his name up there? Uh, I wouldn't say Jackson Rinzik. He's not up there for a long time. Jerry Depoto is like, I'm just tired of this guy's nonsense. I want him out of here. Let me get a lawyer here, baby. Perfect trade. We don't even need Jesse Winker this time. Give us left-handed power hitting Jarrett Kelnick. Wishful thinking. Please, Jesus, give us Wishful Jarrett thinking. Kelnick. Yeah, it's I, the closest American League ballpark to his hometown of uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Come on through. Is it? Wouldn't the Cubs be closer? American League, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's a right. National League. I meant National League, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't understand. I didn't hear the, the clarifier. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and Milwaukee also, if you're doing uh, that. All right, uh, I'm trying to find uh, just his ground ball rate, uh, Aloy, because I just had this thought uh, for um, when he was a DH. Um, so is it exclusively when he was a DH, his ground ball rate. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, why don't I take a break? Why don't okay. I take a break and I can figure this out? Um, why don't we let people know about? Our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. Uh, our guy Jim over there is wearing a Circus Sportsbook hoodie. Uh, you can come visit our friends over at Circus Sportsbook on November 9th uh, when we have our next tailgate. Uh, they've been out and uh, what I know people got some hoodies, some shirts. Uh, got a shirt from from the booth. Uh, so uh, make hats. make sure if you haven't yet uh, head Foodies. over to all, all uh to buy your tickets. Uh, but my favorite part about Circa is the tight money line splits. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa menu, unlike other sports book which may use a minus 115 or minus 120 split and that's important because if you the better are betting on something minus 110 uh, compared to something minus 115 it's the same prop it's the same spread total um, you are just giving less money to the sports book uh, and circa wants to be as friendly to you the better as possible maybe you're trying to lay eight and a half as the bears are on the road against the chargers Again, go to the Circus Sportsbook menu. It should be minus 110 uh, on their homepage. You also got Oregon laying seven at Utah this weekend. Uh, Duke at Louisville. Louisville's laying four. Maybe you want to lay a Heisman price because that one's kind of open. You got Penix Jr. at plus 225. Uh, J.J. McCarthy at plus 250. Uh, so a lot of great options over at Circus Sportsbook. Make sure to download their app today, Circus Sports Illinois, at circusportscom slash Illinois-app at circusportscom 
slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and like the tailgates I told you about. Uh, if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, or text GMB833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. We also want to let you know about Empire today. Uh, with Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, and quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Uh, Empire is your one-stop flooring shop. They want to provide the best and most efficient service. Um, they want to make sure that you are getting the best product into your house. You aren't missing any steps because how long do homes last? 100 years? If that, yeah. You know. 50 years? Mm-hmm. I mean, you want floors that are going to last 50 years. You want people that know how to put in floors uh, the right way. With some expertise, yes. Uh, you want people that have been around for years. I mean, how long have you been seeing Empire commercials for? Since I've been alive, they, pretty much. They are a giant. Uh, and the reason why they are around is because they are trying to help you, the homeowner, get the best value for your homes. Uh, they keep shopping for flooring simple with a curated product selection, and their philosophy is, philosophy is to help you find what you you need and not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. They are trying to set you up and you could schedule them a, uh, you could schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Um, and if an issue arises, uh, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Uh, they will be able to help you every single step of the way from you being interested in floors to you stepping on the floors. And then, you know, maybe putting carpet on those floors. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, you know, putting a couch, some chairs, eating on them, spilling food. I don't know. What do you do with floors? Walk on them. Walk on them. There you go. Make sure they look beautiful. Uh, boom. Uh, make make sure you're cleaning them. Uh, anyways, uh Spent all that time and I did not find the uh, Aloy Menace uh, stuff. Awesome. Uh, all right, real quick, I can do this. Uh, force out, sack bunt. He's not doing that. Triple play. Did he do that? Uh, I, not yet. I, I, I took. I took out the uh, the strikeouts there. So he had ninety six ground balls uh, and he put one hundred and eighty two. Oh Jesus! He put ninety. How? They say ninety. He said ninety six ground balls. Oh right? no, ninety six. He had a ground ball rate of 52.7% in <laughs> that end of the year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, especially after, what, July 20th was the last time uh, that he played in the outfield. Uh, so from July 20th to September 30th, uh, 53% ground ball rate, uh, 738 OPS. I mean, there really wasn't that flash because, right, there was that flash at the end of 2022. Yep. You really didn't see that flash, and it just seemed like the more and more the season went on, uh, the less and less interested he became. I mean, you got to work out this year to avoid the soft tissue injuries. Because when we were watching him play right field, we didn't see anything that was, oh, there, he got hurt right there. Oh, that's the play. It was just... Yeah, there was no Minnesota game where he lands on first base and then is, like, dead on the on the ground, yeah. like, face down. <laughs> God, <this laughs> like an unconscious it. wideout. <laughs> laugh at it. But Like, like Brock it, Purdy just threw a pass over the middle. But eventually it was like... Vinny and the people, the symbol media would go in and talk to Pedro and Pedro's like, yeah, we're rushing his legs. He's, you know, been taking a pretty good beating out there in the outfield. I'm like, it's been a couple of games. It hasn't been the whole season. What are we doing? And so, yeah, 52% of ground ball rate when you're a designated hitter. I mean, it's not great, but it's not like you're 20% when you're out in the field. 
So it's around the same. So your your excuse falls flat, Aloy. You just need to perform. Either stay healthy or learn how to designate a hit. Um, so where would you, like, what part of the zone would you not want to hit a ground ball on? Like, what, you know, like, what, 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 what pitch would you really want to to drive home, you know, really hit one over the fence. Fastball middle uh, up and in. Yeah, you know, but like you, you probably want it in the heart of the player. Right? Yes, right, like right there. Yeah, you know, we've been using heart Ele- shadow. Yeah, elevated ways. middle middle up fastball. Yeah. So uh, as a DH, Aloy saw eighty pitches in the heart of the plate that he swung at. Come on, Aloy. How many were ground balls? Eighty. So if I'm just going by his actual numbers, I would say forty. 40. Oh, 50% ground ball rate on pitches in the middle God of the damn, place. How? Uh, Fastballs? He, he sucks. Uh, Fastballs. I, just, just any pitch. Oh. Any pitch. I didn't say... It doesn't matter. It's the but heart it's of the in plate. the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle of the Why plate. are you grounding the ball out? Yeah. Uh, and but, then, two, you look at uh, before that. I mean, it wasn't even any. It, to be fair, it was a little better. 47.3% uh, when, when he wasn't a DH. I don't know. I just think... I think there's... Because... I, with what we're talking about soon with the offseason project plan, you have to make a decision on what this team looks like. I think that there is a likelihood, probably 80 to 85% chance that Aloy stays with the team in 2024. Yeah. They signed him to a contract. They keep him at DH. He seems like Robert's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that changes in 2025. But again, like we've talked about trading him in 2022. Now we're looking at 2023 with more diminished value. Um, I think now is probably the best time to trade him, but I just don't think that they're going to pull the trigger. No, and I see Robert doing all the stuff he did last year. And if I was a lawyer, I'm moving into a lawyer, uh, to Robert's house in the offseason and say, we're working out together. What you're doing, I'm going to try to do because I know you are a different person. You are one of one. And so I'm going to try to keep up with you with the, the boxing stuff, with the medicine ball sit-ups. I'm going to try to be you because I saw the numbers. The numbers were real, and the money will be real after you become a free agent in a couple years, and I want that same thing for myself. And you stayed on the field for 145 games, which was your career high as Luis Robert Jr. I want to do the same. I would be sitting and planning myself so Luis Robert comes to spring training and says, hey, you can't trade that Aloy Jimenez. You can't trade that guy. That guy's a beast. They'll do it with Romy Gonzalez, but they won't do it with the guy that's been on the team. I don't know where Aloy lives in the offseason, maybe the Dominicans, wherever. And I know they're going to be checking on him from time to time to make sure he's doing his stuff. But I would be 100% getting into Luis Roberts here and say, man, I got to be you. I got to at least be a part of you. And let's work out from December until February till we go to camp because you have found the magic and you found the elixir to keep you healthy throughout the year. I think he's actually working out of uh, Lake Tahoe. I think he's in the Nevada region. <laughs> um, sh- shout out to AJ uh, and AJ's partner too. Hopefully uh, their partner's doing all right. Uh, I'm, at a, I'm at Rush Hospital for my partner's appointment. Appointment's very generic. It doesn't mean like, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. You know, it's th- just a nice checkup. They're just getting a... Clean bill of health and moving on. AJ didn't say my partner was rushed to the hospital, yeah. so maybe I shouldn't jump to conclusions yeah. here. Uh, but there's a kid in a Jimenez jersey sitting across from me. Is that, uh, I think that's prescient. Um, I think I know how to say that word. Um, yes. But it, does that mean like it's it's a good sign for Aloy? Does that mean it's a good sign for Sox fans? Does that mean Aloy's going to be 
in the hospital. It, no, it probably means that well, it probably means that that kid got a clearance rack uh, deal, and he just, <laughs> he's just like, oh, all right, let me wear the Aloy jersey today on this gloomy Friday. But yeah, um, I Do you hope, add something just there? go up to that kid and say, hey, uh, take that jersey off, man. The kid, he doesn't deserve it as yet. I was just, I was just thinking. I was like, maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe he just genuinely really likes the jersey and wanted to wear it today. Sorry, oh, probably, kid. yeah. I mean, yeah. He's a kid. Yeah, Sorry, no, kid. for sure. That sucks for you, kid. <laughs> Herb's so negative. <laughs> Get eighty-eight, kid. It's not that far away from seventy-four. Wear that one. Again, a deal's a deal at Kmart. Uh, <laughs> all right. Or, uh, I used to get deals. Uh, they, they, Kohl's. Yeah, that's where they sold the jerseys was Kohl's. Um, all right. Let's take a break, and we'll let you know about our uh, good sponsors, uh, Soul Savvy and Chevy. Uh, and then we'll jump into the projected budget from uh, Jim and Josh from Sox Machine. Herb, I know, Yep. and maybe it, it's already happened, but I know someone will name their off-season project plan Royal Reimagined. And how fitting because Soul Savvy uh, has a drop coming out for the Royal Reimagined uh, Nike shoe. Uh, and our That's guy nice. Cody is thrilled because I think it's under retail price yeah. uh, as well. So uh, he's downloaded the Drops app. You should as well if you are a sneaker fan. Uh, go to links.soulsavvy, S O L E savy.com slash chgo or go to the app store and drop uh, download the drops app by soul savvy uh and it makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news releases raffles and sales in the sneaker world world like royal reimagine it's your one-stop shop for everything sneakers they have uh, drips uh, drop alert instant notification so you'll never miss a release again and you'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy they have free raffle management so you can keep track of all the raffles that uh, happen in the sneaker world uh, with their raffle tracker tracker and a release calendar so uh, next time a shoe's dropping uh, you will not miss out they have an accurate release calendar uh, that will keep you up to date on releases that are upcoming uh, and again uh, there is another drop uh, along with with the Royal Reimagined. I think the Royal Reimagined's uh, coming up in the future. Uh, but this Saturday, October 28th, the Air Jordan 12 Cherry drops this Saturday and drops by Soul Savvy. will notify you when and where it's dropping. So download the app and never miss a release. Sign up for Soul Savvy, S-O-L-E-S-A-V-Y by clicking the links in the description below or visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash C-H-G-O or head over to the App Store and download the drops by Soul Savvy app and we also want to let you know about our friends over at chevy are you in the market for a new or used vehicle if you are then we have some great news for you because ray chevy in fox lake has joined the chgo team with talking with our friends over at ray they let us know about the ray price promise the guarantee that you the buyer uh, will get the guarantee of the price you see online uh, when you go into the dealership they found that with other dealers the price will get raised because they'll ask silly questions that you never thought of. Like, are you a farmer? I'm not. Are you a recent college grad? How old am I? I'm 45. No. <laughs> are you active in the military? 44. I am not. No, you're a podcast host. Uh, so <laughs> that's when other dealers will raise the price on you. But that's not the case with Ray. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible for additional savings, for which make, make for which may make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories with Ray Chevy. And right now, you could save big at Ray Chevy during their truck 
or treat savings event because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgating vehicle. So come on into Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the right price promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads, found them on Route 12. Route 12? Either way you want to say it, I say route. Um, let's get into the off-season project plan. We had uh, Josh Nelson on last year to talk about uh, this, and you can always go to SoxMachine.com to check out uh, Jim and Josh's uh, written thoughts. They also put out an hour-long podcast uh, speaking out, uh, kind of chatting, chatting it through with one another. Um, but the part that I was waiting for, because everyone has crazy ideas, Right. I mean, you could think the White Sox are going to go sign five people and then they go sign two. Um, We never know what to expect from this team. And we probably won't get this actual number until the dust settles for opening day. But what is the budget going to be for the Chicago White Sox? How much money is this team going to spend? After Jerry Reinsdorf said speed is of the essence. Yep. That means the budget shouldn't take a hit, right? No. Even though the White Sox had the most pathetic attendance in all of major league baseball lost 101 games sold all of their pitching jim and josh are projecting a budget of 185 million dollars thoughts they're right on that's kind of where i was thinking too because that was where the white Sox were in 2023 around that area and i'm sure jerry as he said in the assembled media um session with Vinny and the people that We spent $180 million. We spent a bunch of money as if $180 million in this baseball atmosphere is a lot of money. It's not. Did they go over the average? Yeah. Did they go over the luxury tax? No, not close to it. Do they ever? No. Okay. Never have come close to the luxury tax. I would love for them to tickle it. Just at least come within 20 million of the luxury tax. Come close to it because it's not that punitive. In the ML and NBA, very punitive, especially for repeat offenders. MLB for the first time, not that punitive. Second time, a little bit more, but it's not that punitive at all. So if we're going to be trying to do things in a fast, quick fashion, which I think is a mistake, whenever you do anything fast, for the most part, that's probably going to be a terrible process. And we've talked about they have 10 plus people they have to replace positions. They have to replace on this team. And so to only have, what, 40 million, if that, like right now, without the raises, I think it's and the um, arbitration raises, I think it's about one hundred thirty-five million dollars on the books for the White Sox mm-hmm. currently, and they're going to get raises incrementally for the all the R people, all the people who going from you know eight million to fifteen million this year. It's going to be a short payroll, and you're going to fit forty thirty-five to forty million dollars in that for a year. Who you getting? Who you getting? That's gonna be good and actually make you go be- get better next year. That team means if you're only gonna spend 185 million, that means this team is pretty much set, and you're going to get bargain basement people on the free agent market, which is not gonna get you get get you right fast or ever. And so that's why I'm in favor of a teardown and starting all over again. That would be much better plan because in five years, we're going to be in the same exact place if we keep going down this road where he's not going to want to spend more money and also not invest in the minor league system that produces inexpensive 
labor. So with Vaughn, Moncada, Benintendi, Robert Jr., Jimenez, Lee, Remillard, Sheets, Cease, Toussaint, Santos, Kopech, Crochet, Bummer, Schultons, Ramsey, and Banks, leaving uh, a relief pitcher slot open, three starters, uh, a catcher, second baseman, shortstop, and right fielder, uh, $109 million. So if the budget is 185, you got about 75 million. But are we including all the raises that there's those guys are going to get? Yeah. Mancada 24.8, Benintendi 17.1. I mean, like, Cease is going to get a raise. 8.8. Okay, that's what they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's I mean, all done. All right, so, so only 70 million to work with? Uh, yeah, if, if that's if that's all the relief pitchers that you want, if you're picking up Toussaint, I mean, you can get $1.7 if you want to get rid of Toussaint. Um, if you're trading Aloy, that's $14 million that you could find out, but that's declining Hendricks, Anderson, um, and Clevenger opting out. Oh, I got – because I got on this thing, it says 137.7 for next year's budget. But that's probably including Tim. Oh, I mean that. I think that's a, a slam right. dunk that they're gonna do. So, so yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, sorry. I, I tried to read that off to say okay. like the catcher spot was open, second base was open, shortstop was open, right field is open. Uh, there's a bench spot open, one relief reliever spot open, uh, and then three starting pitchers. So like, if you just start there and you don't really add Tim, it's 110. And then if you add Tim, what that's 14 million. So that should be around 124. 125. Yeah. Yeah, 124. So um, that should give you about 60 million to fill in catcher. Second, right, uh, three starters, about seven spots. And then all the, yeah, and then if you just go with all the minor league relievers, which is fine with me, don't spend money on relievers. Spend your money on those starting pitchers, which I don't believe they'll do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's still not enough money to lure two actual good starting pitchers. And you could just say, hey, we'll have Schultons, Tuki, Toussaint, et cetera, et cetera, be the fifth starter. But two mid level, we already talked about like Hunjuru or or even Sonny Gray, who's more of the top of the market. But those guys are going to cost a lot of money, upwards of twenty million dollars per. So half your budget is going to be spent on starting uh, uh, starting pitchers. Yeah, I I don't really know what to expect. The the one eighty five one was was kind of shocking to me. Um, after the White Sox won the World Series, they had the thirteenth uh, highest payroll uh, in the in. Uh, baseball for opening day in 2005 uh, and then in 2006 it was the fifth highest 2007 it was the fifth highest this is all for opening day 2008 it was the fifth highest 2009 11 2010 9 2011 7 and then uh, after 2012 it was you know around mid from anywhere from 12 to 23 yeah. uh, all the way until 2022 when they hit seven and then this year we saw it go back to 13. I am not expecting this to be higher than last year's opening day 26-man roster. I don't understand that thinking. Uh, I respect Jim and Josh's uh, thought process, but with the attendance going down as much as they did, with this team losing 100 games, I don't think that Chris Getz can walk into Jerry Reinsdorf's office and say, I need more money. I don't think that's happening. I'm not buying that. I don't. Jerry could say whatever he wants. He could say speed is of the essence. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between winning when you're 87 and 78? You're winning. Like, I don't, I don't get this that, oh, I'm closer to the end of my life, so now's the time I want to win. What if you die trying to do that? No offense, but the, the average male lifespan is like 78 years old. Mm-hmm. Jerry Reinsdorf's over that number. 
I mean, you know, I mean, it, it could be natural that I'm not trying to say that, that Jerry Reinsdorf can die. Yes. So, like, why are you waiting? Why are you holding on to your chips? You can't take it with you. Yeah, right. You can't take it with you. Hey, my, you know, maybe Michael can keep it around and, you know, the, they can be in control of the, the Bulls and Sox. And, you know, I mean, like, maybe that's the thought process. Sure. Jerry Reinsdorf's got a lot more money and probably knows how to handle it better than I do. Um, but, again, if you are trying to win. You have to go for it. You have to go over 185. You have to go over 190. I understand the idea of, you know, maybe not to spend to spend, and maybe there's just not $190 million worth of players out there, but, I mean, you mentioned it. If you're going to pay for pitching, pitching's not cheap. No. I mean, you're probably going to have to pay, what, like $30 million for an actual starting pitcher to, to go. If you want a real decent one-two, I would you'll, hope have so. to, you'll have to pay $30 million for uh, a player. So what, you're, you got seven people to sign, and... Half of one of those seven takes up half of your budget. Great, that's going to be fun for first year GM Chris Getz. I'm making three plans. I am, and I don't know if you ever see the good. You ever see the Good Place? I have not. Okay. The idea is that you know there's either the Good Place uh, after you die, you know heaven, yeah. and everything's like perfect, right? Or there's the Bad Place where everything's basically flipped over and, and just completely wrong. So I'm going to do the Bad Place where the White Sox shred payroll. Yes. An okay place where yeah, maybe they get to 185, but realistically, I think, you know, just with the, the quality of free agent, I think they end up being under 185. Mm-hmm. And then the good place where they go out and be aggressive and, you know, hey, even if it goes over 185, if we're pushing 195, if we're pushing 200, I won't care because Jerry Reinsdorf, his speed is of the essence. So, I mean, if speed is of the essence, I'm going to go try to sign some major league ball players. I asked Jim this recently. This is going to be a really puzzling question for you. Okay. What do major league players make? They make money. They make money. So you got to go spend money to get major league players. I know this is a very weird thought. I know this is a very controversial thought. Yep. But to, exactly, I mean, to to get players of major league caliber, you got to spend major league money. And and I feel like that would push over 200. And what you're saying, it makes 100% sense where you're saying that Chris Getz going to Jerry, asking him for more money. We met with like a rebuke. But then if I was Chris Getz, I would be like, you hired me so we can get back to winning as quick as possible. And you like my baseball mind, and my baseball mind says, we have to spend more money than the 185 that you're, you're operating under. And if you're not a general manager that can assage that and say to Jerry, I need a little bit more. You cannot constrain me to this $185 million or 195 or under 200 million and also want me to perform and have a good team. Like those two things don't go together, especially when we have all these spots to fill up. And so we don't have a good minor league system, partly because of me, because I was the guy last seven years. You were? I mean, this is Chris Getz speaking. And so we got to do the most ineffective way of building a roster, which is signing free agents. It is not a good way to do it, but if you want speed, this is the way we're going to do it by signing good players to the White Sox for 2024. Otherwise, any smart general manager would look at the White Sox roster, see what they have and and say, there's nothing here except for 88. There's... 84, and there's a bunch of nothingness. We got to retool and revamp and rebuild and get rid of most of these people and go for three to four years of being bad. 
because I think the three to four years of trying to win and what they've done since what Kenny won the World Series, they tried to win and it didn't work except for one year in 2008. Tried to win so long up until 2016. And when they're like, okay, mired in mediocrity, we're going to try to rebuild. I think you're going to have similar records or the same record if you rebuild and throw all the good players out and try to get some young, some youth in here as you do if you try to go to 185 and get all the mediocre players in here and the White Sox will be the same team that they were last year, maybe a little bit better, but those three years at the end of the year, you'll have the same records. But that team that's rebuilding will be building up. That team that is just going the same route that the White Sox are now will be going down and probably won't have Luis Robert at the end of it. Maybe you'll have Luis Robert at the end of the one where you're rebuilding because he'll be at the end of his contract and you'll have a lot of young players coming up. The Colson Montgomery should be on the team by that time. The Ramos should be on the team by that time. Hopefully Jake Eager will be on the team by that time. And all the people that you traded for from the Orioles or whatever team you do to get all these young players in, at least you'll be ascending at the end of that. And then you'll learn your lesson from this past rebuild and say, when it's time to win, we'll spend real money and get that starter at the top of the rotation. Dallas Keuchel, nice mid-rotation guy. Go and get me a top rotation guy like John Lester was with the Cubs. Go and get me a top guy who's in right field. I know Jason Hayward didn't work out for the Cubs, but hell, they won a championship. He signed as a 26-year-old man, and I thought no one thought at the time there was a bad deal that the Cubs signed for the eight years of Jason Hayward. I thought you were just about to advocate for Jason Hayward for he, 2024. Jason he actually Hayward. had a decent year last yeah, year. Yeah, because he had decent coaches and his best friend, Freddie Freeman. There you go. So, no, I don't want that type of player, but they should learn their lessons from what they just done and what they've done for a long time and just say we're rebuilding. And I think some White Sox fans are like, I'm out. I don't want to wait. But most White Sox fans are like, that's the smart, prudent move. We should do that. And it should be more successful than what the White Sox are going to do for 23, 24, 25, and 26 with this same roster and just putting little pieces in there just to fill it in like the A.J. Pollocks of the world. Like every year, the Edwin Encarnaciones and the Nomar Mazaras of the world where they take one year and then they're just gone after that. Don't ask me what I tweeted on October 4th, 2022 at 2.02 a.m. Just don't. Real quick. Uh, the bad place you mentioned, you know, all those people that, uh, you know, the White Sox have possibly coming up, yes. uh, you know, to, to possibly re- rebuild with uh, the bad place. The alternative title was uh, waiting for Caro, uh, like a, a playoff waiting for Guffman. Uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't uh, seen that either. Do you, do you want to know why, though? Why? Do you know who the starting catcher is? Oh, for, for the bad for the bad place. Uh, Edward Edgar Caro. No, no, no. You're waiting for Caro. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, Corey Lee. Corey Lee's on the team. Oh, Salvi Perez. Nope. Who are we talking about then? Zach Collins, baby. Oh no, we can't go back like that. That's y- terrible. Yes, you can. <laughs> that is terrible. No, sir. No, that's the reaction I want. Oh God. That's exactly. It's the bad place. Oh, that's the reaction it's the worst I want. Golly. Um, did you know who had? That's a, worse than hell. Do you know? Did you know who had a hundred weighted runs created plus in AAA with Cleveland? Zach Collins. Zach Collins. He's a 4A player. He you, should be able to do that. Do you know who had a 236 weighted runs created plus or a OPS plus with the Cleveland Guardians in two games? Zach Collins. Zach Collins. Do you know who has a, an above average framing, blocking, and uh, actually a pretty decent pop time? God. 
They're going to bring Zach Collins back. Zach Collins. Uh, all right. Well, real quick, just want to let you know about our CHGO diehard program. Uh, head over to allchgo.com. That might be it right uh, there. What? If it's Zach, Zach Collins comes back, that might be it. It's like, all right, I'm good. Oh, you're done as a fan? Yeah, the you're 101 losses wasn't it. The person getting shot in the stands wasn't it. And still, we haven't figured that out. It came from, Zach the, Collins came from the sky. Coming back to the White Sox as a failed prospect who really didn't do anything in the majors, coming back would be the thing. And I, you bringing it up doesn't sound that far-fetched because the White Sox are the White Sox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this plan also includes trading for Nicky Lopez. Um, anyways, uh, members... He's an April Central grad. He was, local product. Uh, members uh, get premium written content at allchgo.com. They get 20% off all, all events, like our uh, tailgate coming up on November 9th when the Bears take on the Panthers. Uh, there's dope merch for all teams that you could check out at chgolocker.com. We have a members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, where you get to chat with us uh, and all of the other CHGO diehards and you get a free shirt when you become a member you get a nice little box that it comes with and some stickers as well so head over to allchgo.com and if you are new here we got podcasts and live shows uh, on every team every day uh, I don't know the Bulls and Blackhawks schedule off the top of my head Bulls today is at 6 30 uh, and like then an afternoon game five o'clock in Vegas oh well, five o'clock here but it's in Vegas okay yeah yeah because I know it's Bulls and then Blackhawks and then Bulls finish out tonight I think it's their post game okay yeah but tonight yeah all, all right. tonight. So, so you got Blackhawks and Bulls coming up tonight uh so make sure you're turning into uh Peck and Dave and Will and uh Jay Mario and Greg uh for your Bulls and Blackhawks coverage and for the next three tailgates X-Golf will be giving away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations find the uh, xgolf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash chicagoland and make sure you're coming out on november 9th for that tailgate and finally um game time our friends over at game time uh if you are looking to go to an event whether it is sports whether it is music whether it is the theater maybe it's a comedy show game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets uh to any event you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event because you have just learned about game time. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat. So you make sure that you're getting a great seat to enjoy uh, your show and their best price guarantee means that game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference and herb yeah uh, you got that game time guarantee in like 10 uh, less than 10 minutes 12, 12 minutes 12 minutes um so they are extremely responsive uh, and they are just trying to make sure that you get the best price you don't have to stress over your tickets and you can enjoy your game so download the game time app create an account and use code chgo for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code chgo for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets the lowest price guaranteed and as you were showing uh you got you can get bulls tickets for like twenty two dollars lowest price boom there you yeah, go why not uh, and two, I mean, maybe you're you're making your way over there, uh, and you see a different price uh, in the same row uh, for less, and then you can get your game time guarantee. So if it's twenty two dollars now, but maybe it's you know eighteen dollars, and you can get the game time guarantee. Uh, so again, download the app today and use code CHGO uh, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And I do this all the time, not just the time I got it in Atlanta. So every time I do go to a baseball or basketball game or hockey game, I. Go to game time first, buy the tickets, then I go to all the secondary media or secondary marketing sites, and the only time that I have had it is when I was in Atlanta, 
and they hooked it up. So game time is usually the lowest price. And if they're not, 110% back in your account. Final words on Aloy, then we'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here. Uh, Omar saying, Aloy, great talent, but lazy and comes into the season out of shape. That's the one thing with 2023. He wasn't out of shape. He was in good he, shape. He lost weight. I don't know he was thin. He was faster. He felt better. The thing about Lloyd, I don't think he's lazy either. Like the fact that he wants to play in the outfield, and when he does play right. in the outfield, he's pretty – I see, the numbers might say different, but he's decent in left field. He catches all the balls that are hit to him, all that stuff. And in right field this year, the few times he played, I was like, there's no real glaring – hole for Aloy Jimenez I don't I think the lazy thing gets thrown around about the White Sox particular but I don't think he fits it you could say it maybe about uh Yoan. you could say it about Tim sometimes but not Aloy uh gun to my head I would rather watch 162 games of Aloy play right field than Gavin Sheets oh 100 percent 100 percent yeah and I would take the injuries uh, with Aloy but that's and just not strictly a, defense yeah that's not the plan though Chris gets do not pencil him as the right fielder just because he doesn't want to be designated hitter. Go out and get a right fielder and make him be the designated hitter. And if he doesn't like it, tough titty, brother. But that's the thing I don't understand, too, is that, like, they signed a guy to play left field and made him play a harder position. Yeah. Right field is is harder. Much harder. It's, it's difficult, more difficult throws. It's, uh, I mean, I, the reads are about the same because it's about the same ballpark, at least but at, at also guaranteed it, right field. But it's like you're getting more balls that are weird in right field because Slices. the spinoff, yeah, the spinoff of right-handers bat is different than a spinoff of left-handers bat. There's less left-handers too. Yeah, exactly. And so you get more action out there and more weird balls. And right field and guaranteed rate is not that hard of a position to play as far as all the rest of the league, because it's pretty standard. You know the dimensions are pretty good, unless you're that guy who was that uh, minor league player or that uh, mm. uh, 4A player who just ran straight into the sidewall with the White Sox and then tried to sue him. Um, but I would say Aloy doesn't have the right fielder's arm. That's why I want Jared Kelnick. Um, but I think if it goes to a choice of Gavin Sheets, Oscar Colas, or Aloy Jimenez, which one would you pick to play? Majority of the games in right field, I'm with you. Aloy Jimenez would be my choice out of those three. Uh, Dustin Fowler. Dustin Fowler, yeah, yes. Yeah. I haven't heard from his career as of late. Because oh, he blew up his knee. Um, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Eckner 23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Hey, maybe Dustin Fowler will be a part of our off-season uh, project. Uh, last plays oh, so in Pittsburgh in 2021. So sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get money from the White Sox? Goodness gracious. His career ended, ended. Yeah. Pretty he's, much. He stopped playing in 2021. I would have sued him for everything for my future earnings. Yikes. That's Herb Lawrence. I'm Sean Anderson. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. Thank you to hang out for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button and we'll be back on Monday at 3.30. Goodbye. Y'all silly like the mayor.